thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Related Views Podcast with Fig and Little. Related views, because, you know, we're related. A weekly podcast with Gen X versus Millennial views through lived experiences with life lessons we've learned along the way. It's the little things that make the biggest difference. You are now on with Big and Little. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Related Views Podcast with me, your host, Ken, a.k.a. Big, and my co-host, Tony, a.k.a. Little. Don't forget to hit us up on social media, on Instagram, at Related Views. If you want to email us, it's relatedviews at gmail.com. And you can also find us on YouTube, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching us on YouTube. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend, spread the word. Tony, 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 how are you doing today? Big Ken, I'm doing great. I've had a, a great week, great weekend, got a lot coming up, looking forward to. Um, excited about doing another podcast. This has really become a like a moment of the week that I look forward to. I feel like we're getting really good at it. And, uh, you know, maybe not, maybe everyone else is like, no, nah, they're trash, but I feel like we're, we're uh, getting people good are at watching. It. Yeah. People I feel like we're getting watching. good at it. Yeah. And we have, actually we have more views on, on YouTube than, than listens, which I thought was going to be the complete opposite. I figured people would listen to us in the car or around the house and they do. I'm not saying they don't, we have a lot of, but I, I, I we have more views on YouTube. Yeah, so people yeah. are watching rather than just listening, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. I wonder how many are like random. I actually, I was out at this um, bar illicit on Friday night and this kid came up to me and he's like, dude, you got to check out this podcast. I'm looking for podcasts. You got any? I'm like, yeah, I, I do a podcast here and I sent <laughs> it to him. He's like, I'll definitely listen to it. So it, it's such a small world. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do not only this one, I do one for the, for the, the you know, the sports cards. Yeah. And when, I, when you go to the shows and stuff, people are coming around and you're meeting all these great people. And I'm like, hey, listen to the podcast. It's all about these cards, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's really a lot of it's word of mouth to get out there. And I think there's just people randomly find things. Like yeah. when I look when I look on, you know, our views on YouTube, there's like people from all over the world. You know, so it's not like somebody, it's not like it's just all just our friends, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supporting us, trying to get out there. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We got good, we got good energy. We got good vibes. I got my dog snoring behind me right now. I hope you can't hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I keep trying to wake her up. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, today, we're we're calling the pod Working Dilemma. Uh, And and, and before we jump in, we're going to, Talk about our weekly positive. You wanna you wanna jump in first on your weekly positive? I will. I kind of just mentioned it. I think my weekly positive right now, and it's it's a little bit all inclusive, just where I am in my life. You know, I with the fat past a uh, couple podcasts, I've I've been talking a little bit about a lot of change that's just come all at once in my life, and I had such a good weekend um, with an unlikely friend who who I've been friends with forever, and I've just really been building this new friendship, which has been cool. And we've been helping each other out. And even two weeks ago, I have another friend who actually got the same name, which is funny. Um, And y'all are going to meet her. We'll talk about that later. But I guess my weekly positive is just I'm realizing the universe 
doesn't always give you what you want, but gives you what you need. You know, it, it really does fill those voids when it takes something out. It does give you something new. And, I, and I've been finding that. And I just had a really good weekend um, with these some, some new friends I didn't I didn't know about. Good. Good. What do you got? So taking into consideration what I said earlier that people are watching us on YouTube, I I upgraded the office a little. As yeah, you can see good. behind me, I got my, I relocated my uh, graded card rack. So I put that up here behind me. Um, I've upgraded my camera. So I look better, right? Don't. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the picture is better. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, yeah. So just, I mean, we talked about last week, I, I upgraded the internet. So just upgrading everything, just trying to get everything to run smoother and look better. That's my weekly positive this week, putting more and more of an effort in. You know, when we first started this podcast, I was all like, I have to sound great. I never I never put all that thought into putting it out on YouTube that people would actually be watching it. So and I think that's fantastic. I'm really pumped about it. And now, you know, got to got to spruce everything up. Yeah. One thing I want to say last week, and you know, you listen, we talk, right? We talk before it before the podcast. And when I had my little negative last week, when I talked about the cards and going back and I listened to the podcast afterwards, I never told the listeners really what the negative was. That that the cards, these graded cards that we had sent out to be graded, uh, the packaging showed up at PSA and it was already opened up and somebody had taken all the cards out. Yeah. So, so when we were talking about all this last week and I was talking about a loss, I never really explained, you know, really what happened. And I just wanted to throw that out there before we start today, that that those cards from PSA were, well, they're gone. Somebody had stolen them in the mail and uh, probably will never see them again. Yeah. How are you going to track those? No. I'm sure, no, even... gonna, I'm sure they're going to send them right back to PSA. <laughs> 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 hey, I got these cards. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's, if you did a search, there's a card show in every state, multiple card shows in every state, every Saturday yeah. and Sunday, you know, those, those will just be sold somewhere. Someone saw those on the scan and were like, mine. But again, <laughs> karma is such a real thing. You know, they are putting that and, and, we're going to get into this next week when, you know, but they are putting that energy out there and they are, they're only hurting themselves. They yeah. think they're gaining, but they're only hurting themselves. And and something you just mentioned a minute ago. Uh, and, and that is, you know, the universe just gives us, you know, it doesn't give us what we want, gives us what we need. And sometimes, and I, and I said this last week, sometimes when this big negative happens, it, I used to get so upset and it really used to take me down. But I realized so many times in my life that when something like that happened, it always something more positive came from it. So oh, yeah. I, now, now I'm just like, okay, this has happened. It's a horrible thing. I'm really going to miss those cards. I really like those cards. But something better is going to come. And I'm just going to wait for it. I'm just going to sit back and I'm just going to wait for that something better to come. Because I know it's going to come because it always does. But yeah, it's it's that belief that nothing is permanent and you have to be – like everything flows. You know, what you have is eventually going to be gone. And what you have again is eventually going to be gone. Nothing yeah. in, in this life is permanent. I think that's the hardest thing with anything, with breakups, with loss, with it. It's like letting go. You know, it's not yours. you got to – move yep. on next let go absolutely so that's the pain that's the pain is letting go but anyway we're gonna get we're gonna get 
down yeah, the rabbit let's hole. Jump, let's jump into today's yeah. episode. Uh, it's it's the working dilemma, right? And it's there's so many factors to this working dilemma, right? Going back to um, do you go to college? Do you go? Do you learn a trade? Do you go to trade school, right? Do you go straight to work? Do you try to get an on-the-job training job, right? And over the years, like from when I was a kid to now to you know your generation, things have the views of it have completely flip flopped. You know, there was a, there was a time, um, you know, when I was younger, going in high school, and and the educators, the teachers used to say you're a terrible student, you know, basically right. back then they were able to say you're dumb. Right. Yeah. But they, I'm, I'm being nice and saying you're a terrible student. You should go to trade school. You're never going to go to college. And they looked, that was a negative thing. I mean, that was, we, we looked at that as a negative thing. And years later, I realized all these people that didn't go to college, went to trade school. I mean, they were, as wealthy, if not more wealthy than people who went to, you know, who went to college, who got masters and went and, you know, worked for, you know, big positions and big companies that, that the trades were where the money was at, like where people were literally making the money. And you didn't, it didn't need to, you know, you didn't need a four year college degree and then two years or four years more or a medical school or things like that to learn a trade. Well, I, yeah, I feel what I'm hearing is that all of these degrees now are just oversaturated and there's not enough, you know, my, my dad at his company, he can't hire enough electricians. He can't hire enough of the, you know, these trade positions. He keeps saying, it's like, we don't, there's not enough out there. Like there's a shortage of trades right now. And that's, you know, one thing I wrote down for our notes, that's the, the big lie I keep talking about with you as we, as we talked about this before, I feel, you know, colleges want their money and they keep telling everyone come here, get your degree, work hard. And, and we promise you'll get a great paying job right out of college. And then all these kids, you know, 22 years old, they're out with a degree and a hundred grand plus of debt. And they're like, all right, where's my great job? And they're like, well, you gotta go find it. You know, and they're like, well, what do you mean? They're like, you still got to start at the bottom and work your way up. And not only that, you're at a deficit at this point because you already owe so much money. You know, if you didn't get it paid for through athletics or whatever, or what, you know, yeah. what it be. And so I think I, that's the big lie. And, and I also think that when you go to college, right? And you come out of college, you know, you spent four years in college and and maybe maybe you had a job, maybe you didn't have a job. I kind of think the work ethic from my generation to the newer generations is completely different. Absolutely. Because as kids, I mean, we didn't have and I'm saying as kids, I, I'm talking about me, my friends, the people I grew up with, the era I grew up with, the parents weren't throwing money around. You know, if you wanted money, if you wanted to do anything, you needed to go to you need to go to work and well, you couldn't work when you yeah. were 16. Right. So you got paper routes before you were 16. You, you did a little hustle jobs. You mowed your neighbor's lawns. You know, you, you hear people today and like like um, uh, Mark Cuban, I think it was. I think it was Mark Cuban. I was listening to him on Shark Tank the other night where he said he started a lawn mowing business. I think it was him in, in his neighborhood. Right. And he was mowing lawns. And and by the time he was whatever age. Right. He had like six kids, neighbor kids working for him. 
right? So what, that's what I'm talking about. That that was the ethic. That was the hustle. Yeah. You know, that was the work ethic you you figured out as a kid. I think today the kids today now maybe there's not a lot of jobs. I understand that, but I don't think these kids have many jobs. I don't think they have much work experience, much work ethic. And I think then they spend four years in college and they come out of college and now they're expected to work hard. And I think it's a shock. Yeah, I agree. I, I was that kid when I was, I think I was 13 years old. My, my, your mom, my grandmother got me a, um, a business card making kit. And I, I put my name, I got a picture of a guy mowing the lawn. I, I put them in all the mailboxes and I was mowing like six, seven lawns a week in my neighborhood at 13 years old on my dad's ride on. I mean, he paid for all the gas and, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm beating, beating, uh, you know, yeah, but I'm sure I mean, I, he had to have been happy, right? Uh, I would have happily done the same thing, paid yeah. for the gas and the, and the maintenance just because you're out hustling and, and yeah. earning money. Yeah. Yeah. I've in, the long run, I, in the long I, run, he's saving money, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, he doesn't have to, because once you start supporting somebody, it's hard to stop. Yeah. Right? So right. if you're out. I've had a job pretty much since then. I, I coach, I work all through college. I've never not had a job. I had like three jobs in college and I was a D1 athlete. I've always hustled, yeah. but I feel not most of my friends did not work through college. Yeah. Yeah. And they come home from school and maybe get like a catering job or this or that. But it's like, like, I don't know many kids that come home, you know, for, for, for say from college for the summer that really are really putting the work in. And then you have the other people who are working full time right that didn't go to college or went to trade school a lot of people who want to go to trade school they're working in that trade right yeah. so they're making money they're working and making money so a lot about trade school and i and i've talked to a few people that their kids are in this is they go to trade school but they immediately get like an apprenticeship apprenticeship job so they're working in that field so they're yeah. earning some money Right. And they're going to school at the same time. So they're, they're just working in their field. So these kids who have got came out of high school, they're they're working right away. And somehow I feel that they've got a four year jump on the kids. Right. Who went to college. Now, if you're coming out with a specific degree from college, I think you could be handpicked. To go to, you know, certain companies, of but I think the majority of people are just going because it's what to do. It's what they're being told yeah, to do. And there's no real direction. And yeah, yeah, like they're, they're getting a degree in something they realize after four years <laughs> that they're like, I don't even like this. You know, now you're stuck. You've paid for it. What do you do now? And that, and that was the biggest thing when I, when I was a kid, right. When I went high school and college, most people that came out of college with a degree did not spend their career in that degree. Yeah. You know, they, because, you know, when you're going to college, you're so young. I mean, you're looking at a book. Wow, that sounds great. Ooh, I'm reading this. Ooh, that, that sounds like lots of fun. Then you go and you get this degree and you're like, man, this is terrible. What, what was I thinking? What was I thinking yeah. when I was 17 and I made this lifelong decision? I feel like that's like an advertisement for the military. It's all like, oh, you know, they're, <laughs> they're all having a great time blowing stuff up. And then like, you're like, oh, no, this actually sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's a war going on, it does. Right. But yeah. military is not such a bad, bad gig. You know, you go, you serve your country for two or four years. It, and they you come take out care with of money you. for college, right? Yeah, they do take care of you. I have some friends in the military who swear by it. Yeah, yeah, but it's not for everybody. 
You're right. I, that, that's a whole other level of discipline uh, that, that a lot of kids today, if you, I read an article uh, recently in the USA Today that talked about how many kids say, oh, this sounds like an easy thing. I'm just going to go to the military. I'll sign up for two years or four years and then I'll come out and then I'll have all this money for college and they can't even get through basic training. They're like, yeah, this place is terrible. These people are mean to me. They're yelling they're at tell me. me what to do. Yeah, they're trying to tell me what to do. And then they end up leaving and coming home. And you're like, what? how come they're home? I thought they just went. And they're like, yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> Going uh, back to college. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, and some kids, it takes a long time to figure out really what you want to do. You know, I, I have a friend of mine who who is a, a licensed therapist now, right, where he dropped out of high school. He was a high school mm. dropout and he went and got his GED and then went later went to community college and then he figured out what he wanted to do and he's tops in his his trade right now what he does but it's just it really it just depends on you know when you when you decide really when you get that thought and there's other people right that decide hey I want Sherry's dad said I want to be a dentist right that's what I want to be and he followed that path. He never veered off that path. Mm. And I commend people like that because I think very, very few people decide at a young age what they want to do. And that's what their career becomes. Yeah, it's hard. You got to have a passion. And it's going to last. You know, they yeah. say, I had a buddy tell me, he said, like, like I, was, I was complaining years ago. And he's like, what don't you get? Like, passion means money. You can't have money without the passion. Like, that's what drives you to go. And that's what. Like every job has its its bad stuff that if you have a passion for it, you you drive through that. You know, it yep. doesn't get you that low and it will once in a while, but you have the passion to to get through it. Should I say passion one more time? <laughs> one more time. <laughs> passion. The, uh, but, uh, the, uh, the USA Today talked about um, the great resignation and that and that came from covid right from the uh mm -hmm. from, from this what we just went through covid people were working from home uh a lot of people quit their jobs a lot of people said okay this was my wake up right this is it, it's my wake up i'm gonna go i'm gonna quit this job and i'm gonna go find a new job and a new career and i like working from home and and w w whatever reason you know whatever the idea and the thoughts that came and a lot of them really regret their decisions now a lot of them are, would really like to get their old job back and they can't. Um, a lot of people moved, right? They said, oh, I'm going to move out of the city. I'm going to move out to the country. And do it. they regret those decisions too. So there was a lot of decisions in the workforce that people, you know, a lot of decisions people made um, really under pressure, right? Yeah. When COVID came, we were all under pressure, right? We were all locked into a house, you know, with, with your loved ones and your family. And, and that was it. You know, they really couldn't, everything was shut down. Where could you go? I think the grocery store was the, the gas station and the grocery store were the only two people, places you could go. Right. And, and besides that, we were home watching Netflix and, and, mm -hmm. you know, working, working, working remotely. <laughs> and people like to work remotely. I mean, it's not bad coming in, you know, well, I think I think a lot of people were getting away with not working as they were remotely too. Well, know, they like, got lazy. They got yeah, lazy. How do you check up on it? And even now, I have a lot of friends who they work like two hours in the morning on their computer, and they just keep themselves logged in, and they're out like <laughs> having drinks with friends, but their computer's at home logged in. You know, 
I was one of those people. Like, you know, we t- I talked about my career early on where I could have retired, you know, eight years earlier. But I said, no, 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 I really, I like my job. I like what I do. And I stayed. And then the pandemic came and uh, I was working re- remotely from home for nine months. And then I went back to work. And, and I know the change. I could tell you what that change was. I went back to work and I'm like, man, do I really want to do this? I don't have to do this, right? I've, you know, if, if I if I put in any more time, I'm I'm losing money to come to work, right? Yeah. And and what I really loved about the job, maybe that has changed now that I stayed home for nine months and now I went back to the job. So I I retire. I went back in September and I retired October first, right? So so I know what those people were feeling after yeah. doing one thing all along and then having to go back to do another. Um, but, and I think it's taken a lot of time for people to get back into the workforce, people that have to actually go back to work. And you're one of those people, right? What did you do during, during the pandemic? I worked all through it. I never worked from home. I've to date never, you know, I worked through it. I, I did other jobs, you know, at the Y I did, um, one, as soon as we were able to have them back in, we just had small classes with masks and it, it was really, really tough. It was really hard trying to, be even like not even be successful but like break even at this you know figuring it out and and getting creative but that's what my boss is pushed for like you have to figure this out and there were times i'm like oh i don't want to do this like this is way more than i signed up for mm-hmm. but i pushed through and you know i'm i'm happy i did i think i'm i'm better off for it i've ended up getting rewarded in the end but i feel so many people during covid like were rewarded for doing nothing but i was working so hard getting the same yeah. Now, were you at the Y during the shutdown? And you still had to go into work every day? At the- mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We were like an exception because we were date child care and this and that. And so we oh. we were government exempt. Yeah. Oh. For having the shutdown. And mm-hmm. I mean, they found they found any job in, under the sun to, to give to us. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're paying us. So, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, I, I have the business too. And during the pandemic, I mean, I worked, I was working so much with, uh, you know, getting offices remote ready, right? Putting in new servers, putting in, you know, higher speed internet and routers and, you know, yeah. getting laptops and setting up laptops and people can take home and work from home. And I was just, I was busy, you know, and, 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 and I was like, well, your people who are out drinking, well, I wasn't out drinking, I was out working, but, you know, I was home, I was, you know, doing, doing the remote work, school work from here. And then I was off doing the, uh, doing, doing the computer work. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, everyone in the plexiglass business had work every day. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the doctor's offices too. I, I was amazed though, with those pieces of plexiglass that you come, the barriers that you put on the thing. Mm-hmm what they were paying for these doctor's offices were paying just absurd amount of money for these people had to have them. Yeah. 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 I I do believe COVID changed a lot. It really made people lazy and um, I don't know. It made everyone very content with not doing much. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard getting people back into the workforce to be motivated to work. Yeah. I, I understand that. I was, I, like I said, I was one of those people. It was hard yeah. for me to get motivated. So I'm not going to say, oh, it made people lazy. And that was, no, I know. I it, 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 I don't think it made them lazy. I just think it was just tough to get 
motivated again to get excited about your job again, especially when you are coming back to work and you were wearing a mask and you were distancing, right? And and basically our mindset is all everyone around you probably has COVID. Yeah. Right? Everyone is dangerous. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Interesting. So now just jumping back a little bit. So 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 today with college, you know, colleges were even shut down. Right? Yeah. So so people took took a year off or waited a year before they went to college because they didn't want to start, you know, remote. And 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 um there wasn't a lot of jobs, right? There really there wasn't a lot of jobs. So now you have these college kids home, sitting home. You know, if they could get a re a job like a remote job on the computer or something, they could do that. But there was no, you know, a lot of the jobs that the kids would take or the college kids would take, everything was closed. They just couldn't take those jobs. So now you have college kids who aren't making any money, right? And now where's their support going to come from? Their yeah. parents, right? Their family. And now they're going to go back to school with even, you know, a more more of a deficit when they're finally yeah. going to school because now they missed a whole year of, of, of work. Well, let, work, work experience. Yeah, let's cut it back even earlier. So I through the Y, I'm part of this. It's called the LEAP program where there are so many kids right now who after two years of, of being remote and home, they are, they're just not doing well in school. There's so many kids, way more than there like ever has been. So they're trying to, in Maryland at least, they're trying to do this big brother um, program. They're just bringing in companies and, the, and they brought the Y in. So I have a group of, of kids and some of the young kids, you know, I got this one who's in fifth grade, but he he's having a hard time and they've tested them and everything he does is at the third grade level. He hasn't learned anything in the past two years. Wow. And now he's just, he can't keep up. And there's so many kids like him and they're like, we don't, they don't know what to do. Yeah. They, I guess the high school kids too. I think a, a lot of these kids that, you know, spent a year or two remote and then they went straight to college. You know, that's what a, what a big change that is. Right. Because, you know, remote, I don't think there was much work for it. You know, I don't, yeah. I shouldn't say there wasn't much work. I just don't think the, the level, the quality of the education was there. I think it was, it was so watered down. I'm a firm believer in in-person learning. I mean, you, you gotta be there. You gotta engage the, you know, the experience and being yeah. on your own doesn't work. I, I think, I think of my incoming freshmen, for my, you know, college diving job. They're so lucky that they had so many people around them pushing them, you know, their academic support, their athletics or coaches, their administration keep, cause we all knew this. We all knew that coming in and we're, we're like, you got to get to class. You got to do this. I know you just spent two years doing nothing. You're back on it. Let's go. Cause you got to be eligible and you got to keep your scholarship and you, so we, we pushed them and some of them did struggle. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. And, and I think, there's a whole thing for a routine where you're getting out of bed and you're leaving the house and you're going into school versus you're rolling out of bed, you're grabbing a snack and, and, you know, half, half the parents I talk to, they're like, Oh, my kid doesn't even get out of bed. Just opens the Chromebook right in bed. And, and then go back to bed. They, they just, turn off their <laughs> just leaves the camera off and yeah. you know, turns it on and they say, they take roll call, say, yeah, I'm here, you know, and just laying in bed. Why? Well, I mean, you can't learn that way. You but literally not, not even for the students. I have a lot of teacher friends who are like, I can't teach this way. Like I, 
Yeah. How, what am I going to do? Turn your camera on, pay attention. Don't, you know, they're yelling at these, yeah. they're not in school. They're not in person. What do you, yeah. they, they did the best they could. I think, I think teachers are the most frustrated of all, because especially the teachers with passion who want to teach, then they're not really yeah. teaching anymore. They can't yeah. do it. I have a friend who's a gym teacher. He's like, what do I do? He goes, I jumping jack, go, you know. No, he's just basically I tell people like film yourself doing something and, and upload it. You know, if your parents have a treadmill at home, if you have, you know, uh, a rower or you know, a, a, a trampoline or go for a walk and time yourself on like literally just go get some exercise. Go yeah. go and 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 let me know what you did. And if you can take a picture of yourself doing it, upload it. I guess give you some extra credit. But he's yeah. like, what, what do I do? <laughs> I go run a mile. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I did that for the why. I uploaded videos on different exercises and fun stuff to learn and just to keep them engaged. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like my our um it's funny that comes up. Our um advertisement person, she was posting it all over YouTube, and now it cut to like a year and a half later. Everyone's like, You got a YouTube channel? I'm like, No, it was just COVID. It's just me doing like funny exercises. I'm like, ah, can we take that down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny oh okay anything else you want to add before we get down to our uh to our life lesson because my life lesson just kind of rolls right into what we're talking about today yeah let's let's jump in so so something i used to teach all the time um something i was told many years ago and i don't remember who told me or where it came from but you know, sometimes people tell you something and it sticks with you mm -hmm. and you remember that and you kind of live by it and, and and you realize how right it is so many times. And and I used to, you know, I, obviously I taught in the prison, but I taught some after school programs. I taught a lot of kids and and I used to tell them always learn to do something with your hands. If you learn to do something with your hands, regardless of what you're going to do in life, whatever your career is, if you learn to do something with your hands, you'll never be broke. And and what I'm saying is, if if you can um, do woodwork, right? If you can if you can build something, if you can trim bushes, mow lawns, like I do, work on computers, things like that, that you yeah. always have a side hustle. Regardless of what you do in life, you always have a side hustle. And that side hustle is usually a cash business where you can go and you were just saying, I, I was mowing six lawns. It was a cash yep. business to you. But even as an adult, if you're good at it and you enjoy doing it, you'll always have you'll always have cash on hand. So so my life lesson is not only have a side hustle where you can make cash, but always have cash on hand. Like always keep a stash of cash somewhere because you never know when you're going to need it. You know, years ago, they, you know, when, when, when Y2K was coming and that's, you know, everyone took their money. <laughs> well, well, that was, you know, that, that's when more safes were purchased, home safes were purchased than any other time because people were afraid that they weren't going to be able to get money out of the bank. So they mm -hmm. bought a safe and, and they put, you know, cash in the safe. And a lot of people since then, and a survey since then have always kept that safe and has always, always kept, some cash in that safe at all times and and they've talked about how important it's been you know where they like a go-to where they needed money quick and they could just go to it and i've done it because i always felt 
I never felt like I would ever be broke if I had cash. And, yeah. and not saying that anything else, but if the electricity went out or the internet went down and we couldn't get to a bank or get to an ATM, I would always have cash. You had a way to handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'll address the first part there, and, and I agree with both. You know, always, always have a skill, and I think that's my coaching. I've always been able to fall back on it, um, use it as a main job and fall back on it. You know, I, and I think it's the gymnastics more growing up with it. When I was living in West Virginia, I wasn't making a lot of money. I had, I had some extra time. I, I drove down to the the local, you know, gymnastics center. I got a job on the spot and it was the same thing in college. I was delivering food and I'm like, I'm not really, you know, this isn't enough. I do this one night a week. I drove down. I actually, I tried to call a couple of times. They never responded. I drove down to a gymnastics center. I ended up working there for three years, like every night, you know, and that's how I paid all my bills. Yeah. So I agree. And then for the money, that's something actually my dad told me years ago. He said, always have, he said, he told me at the time, always have at least a hundred bucks at your house. Um, now with inflation, that's probably like $3,000. <laughs> but <laughs> And a couple of gold bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some plutonium if you can get it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, always have cash uh, cash at your house. And that's something I try to do. And I find often it's it's very convenient. I had to get oil, you know, and the guy showed up. And I'm like, here, and I just handed them the cash, you know, because... Yeah. It just made it easy. It makes makes times easier. It, it makes me feel safe. Yeah. And um, as you if, get if older, ever... as you get older too, and you're just a young home, homeowner, but as you get older, you're gonna things are gonna break, and you're gonna have people come. You're gonna probably have a plumber show up, or this show up, or that. You get to know people, yeah. right? So it gets to be, you know, and they show up to do some work. If you're the guy who pays cash, they come to your house quicker, and they always give you a better deal. Yeah. On that guy. I call somebody to come over. They always know I'm going to pay them cash to do whatever they need to do. Right. And they'll always give me a deal and they'll always show up quicker than. So if I call them, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I can come today. Right? And and in my business, they, they, they like that money quick. They yeah, got bills I'm, too. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, like, I, you know, I have customers too that I know that only pay cash. Right. And they call me and say, yeah, right, I'll come over today. I'll take care of that. Cause it's, 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 it's People like cash, right? Cash mm. is king. All right. So before we close, I'm going to let you uh, talk about our exciting news for next week's episode. Yeah. So you know, like I said, the, the universe gives you not what you want, but what you need. I, I, I met a, a great woman two weeks ago named Samantha Valley. She's going to come on our, our guest as our guest speaker, our first guest speaker we're going to try out next week. I'm really excited about this show. She'll be joining us to share her journey, how she discovered the power of the mind and of the body, how making a few changes and how you think can change your life for the better. She has really helped me out a lot in the past two and a half weeks, just figuring out, going through some stuff. Um, she helped me change my mind. So uh, yeah. I, I want to bring her on, get her message out. She's she's in the process of writing a book she'll tell you about. And uh, I think next week's going to be probably our best episode, I'm hoping. Fingers yeah. crossed. So yeah, yeah. I know really, we had really excited. The three of us had a little, you know, a chat this week, and uh, I was so excited. I said, "Okay, hold, hold all that, save it, save it for next week, because because this is what we want. It's what we want to bring to our listeners." Yeah, we we talked over an hour the other day, and our show is only what thirty six minutes typically. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how we're going to condense all this. You but know what? It may be longer, and if it runs an hour, it runs an hour. So be it. it. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it'll be it, worth it. it. It's going to be great content. 
Yeah, I think it, it really is. I'm really, really excited. I can't say it enough. Yeah. Good. All right. So look, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend, spread the word. If you have comments, questions, or even a suggestion for a show topic, or just want to reach out, hit us up on social media. If you're on YouTube, comment below on Instagram at related views or email us at relatedviews at gmail.com. And until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you. Anything to add? That's it. We'll see you next week. All right. See you next week. Take care.